This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. So we start with the general question. What are the most important things that we can do for our children in short to help them live a successful life? <laughs> <laughs> and it has to be under five minutes, or has it very good? First of all, I would like to thank the base for sharing themselves with much me. It's for me been a very inspiring Shabbos. Um, I do believe I've been privy to things like it that this is a type of institution that Chayshel needs. What I mean is people that are out of the sheep of hope and are engaged in whatever else, having a muckle where A, is real prayer, B, there are Rebbeim, C, there are Hevra, like-minded Hevra, that want to grow in Yiddishkeit, and so on. I think this is the challenge of our door to provide it. The door before provided full-time yeshivas that produce Tanakhamim and Elohim. There's a big need for it. And Ashrechem, that you have a situation like this over here, and base um, everything I saw about the tzibur, the rebellion, the interaction, and the program is 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 very very inspiring, and uplifting, and I would hope many places will imitate it. That's Bezos Hashem. That's a bracha. I want to add one more thing. Um, it varies on so many things. It, there's a context. Um, to me, as an American, all English kids seem to be wonderfully well-behaved and polite and well-mannered. <laughs> you may disagree. Um, I still have a, a, a memory of a record, not even a recording, of Yigal Salik's um, London School of Music, or London's Boys Choir, and somewhere in the middle, a very irate mother tells a child, what do you think, you're in America or something? <laughs> I, I, th those words have, uh, I, have, I don't remember something about going to sleep on time, I don't remember what it was. So, it, but the truth is, there's a context. And people live in different societies, both the general society around and the firm society. Secondly, you're always viewing things through your own lens. Because when someone says you should be more strict, less strict, you interpret it the way you understand it. So it's extremely tricky. We can talk about things, and Chinuch is a very broad topic. So um, any one, when somebody comes, I can reduce it to three words or to one word. Well, the word would be nonsense, because there's no such thing as reducing it. You're talking about life. You're talking about, it's like reduce a human being to one word. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an entire life. But it is, on the other hand, very important to talk and to think about things. And as the picture gets bigger and so on, it's helpful. So if, if I'm to ask myself, what are the things that are important? So let's understand the process. A child is hardwired to imitate his parents. That's how Rich Baruch made us. They're the first people that we meet, that are the ones that have the closest contact. So they are hardwired to be like their parents, to imitate. Which means you can't be mechanach as an activity, a child. Every motion that you do, 
if 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 daddy drinks from a mug, he wants to drink from a mug. If mommy drives a car, he wants to drive a car. You can't say, well, I'm doing this, but the right thing to do is that. And even if you think you're fooling a child, I have news. Children are amazingly astute at picking out who we are what we are. Not only what we do, but the tone in our voice. If a, if a child comes home and says, Daddy, we finished the, the Masechta, and the father says, oh, that's very, very nice. Here, there's a 10 pound note, it's really nice. And then someone tells him that Chelsea won or lost. I'm not sure which is the right one for Chelsea to do, but something happened. And the father says, wow, and, and, he, and, he, and he goes up to the child, gets it. It's important to finish with nice, but the real simcha life is when Chelsea wins or loses. Um, and, and, and that's a child picks up. There is no way around it. The other piece is if a child is feels rejected, feels pushed out, feels belittled by his parents, he reacts against it. And and even if he recognizes these are the values of my parents, but he there's a bedafka to go against it. So really, if we were perfect. If we were doing what we should do and feel what we should feel, the children would, would, would and the child felt that we cared and admired them and, and told of them, then then they would go along. Life is more complicated. We're not perfect, we're far from perfect. We are far from perfect in how we act and how we react. That's life. No one no one you can't demand perfection as parenting, but understanding that the more genuine your feelings, emotions, and actions are, and the more the child feels that you, you hold of them, you think that they're worthy and, 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 and wanted, that cooks better. So to move to more specific questions, is there room for discipline in general in our generation? And specifically, what about uh, Hitting children? Is there any times when that is allowed or encouraged? What about specifically discipline in Ruchnius? <coughs> so I, I want to take the word discipline and move it a step further out because I think it starts someplace else. Um, Rashi says, Rashi means a medrash, the medrash is different ways described. It says, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created Shemayim, these heavens kept on going out, out, out. And then he said, die, enough, and they froze in their place. That was the way um, Rashi brings it. It's brought in different, Rashi says they froze from his words, and in Medrash it says the word die, cut it. What's the shot of that? We're, we're doing it, so when we need to make a suit or something, we have a bolt of cloth, it's a bit too long, we need to cut it. What does it mean that Kodesh Baruch created Shemayim? And then he said, wow, this is, this is, this is not good, I'm, go, I'm going to put a stop to it. If there's an implication that Hashem didn't measure that right the first time, that it was control, what does it mean? So, Again, this is going to sound a bit abstract, it's going to sound a bit deeper, but I think it's a necessary foundation for understanding something. The Shemayim always represents giving. Rain comes from heavens. 
Hashpah comes from Shemayim. Siyata de Shemayim. Shemayim to us is the place from where HaKadosh Baruch Hu's goodness rains down. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's goodness is infinite. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's infinite is goodness infinite. HaKadosh Baruch Hu also um, gave us to understand that infinite is bad for us. We need to have the giving from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and boundaries. The die means it's not that there was a mistake or it was going off on its own. It means HaKadosh Baruch Hu put into this world Hashbar, which is giving, and he put into this world boundary limits. And both together are essential for a person to thrive. So two ingredients are essential for us to thrive. Um, having and having limits. Let's translate it in other areas. Hashem gave us two types of mitzvahs. Mitzvahs assay, mitzvahs los assay. Mitzvahs assay is easy for us to understand. It means doing good things. Los assay is superficial instead of staying away from bad things. But why did Kachmar create bad things? Why did he create chaza or whatever it is that's bad? And the answer is, losa says, are the boundaries. And the two together are what make a person a person. Chazal gives us um, an analogy. It says the, the mitzvah's essays are keneged ramachi var, that's 248 var. A var in the is something other than what we call organs. They're actually parts of limbs. And the shasagidim. The losa says are parallel to our given. Given is not an easy word to translate. It means connective tissue, um, veins, nerves, sinews, different different things that are identified in halacha as given. What's like okay? Remachibam understand they're parts and pieces. What's this given about? The answer is they were are what gives us life, heart, lungs, and so on, and all the parts of a human being. But scattered organs all over the place are not a being. What makes a being a being is when we shape it. It's, it's called a tsura. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is tsar tsura. He, he, so the word, he would say, is, is, is an artist. Like you draw something. When you draw something, you take lines and when I want to draw a person, when I make these lines, now I see the shape of a person. Shape is created by a line. When we see something like a like, like an amoeba, which is just a mass of gel, it has no tsura to it. And it, 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 it can function very barely. So a human being consists of what we have and what we're living in. That is the shorish of discipline. So when I ask a person, um, what, you know, so we have artificial limits. I can't afford more than this. I can't eat more than this. My poor stomach can only hold this amount. But those are primitive limits. A person needs to be able to say, these are my boundaries. A person himself, every single one of us. We, our life 
when you see a person who's kind of dissolute, it means there's no boundaries. He drinks so much, wants to eat so much, does what he wants, even if there's nothing per se wrong. But it's like a, it's like it's like an amoeba. There's nothing pretty about it because there's no shape to it. It's just a block. And when you have very clearly defined lines, you now have a tsura, tsuras adam. To have a tsura, you need to have those lines. So our own life should have discipline. In other words, there's how much you eat, there's how much you serve, there's how much you spend. It's, it, it's, it doesn't have to be artificial outside limits. It has to do with own sense of things. That is where discipline starts. Now, children, we have to raise also. Just like we have to give them within the limits. So discipline starts way before the patch, way before anything like that. It starts, and if a child sees parents have no limits, then it's very unfair. Then, then, then why should I? I, 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 I um, you know, it, over the years, it, 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 I came across there was a Talmud whose parents expected him to be very yeshivish. Their own lifestyle was far from it. And, and the child lived with that very, very difficult, like, why is it, if, it's, if this is the right way of life, why is it right for me and not right for you? And if what you're doing is right, why is it right for you and not right for me? A soul, a sense, a child is a sense that there's boundaries. This, I once heard a story from, a, I had a Rebbe of Tendles, he was father, grandfather of all the Tendles, I don't know which, whichever generation, but Rebbe Yitzhak Tendles, my Rebbe, he learned to run at Hobbit's time. And I don't remember exactly the context when he came there, whatever, he came or someone else came, for a time was Mechabit, and he told the person, and bring him um, a, a tea and give him a, and, and one time give him a choice whether he, whether he would want milk or sugar. And there was and the way he told of the story was clear. About time it put a certain limit. In other words, this person deserves uh, a, a tea plus. In Europe, sugar and milk were both expensive, and, and it was a, it was it was something a little above the normal. But the time said. Like if there's a thought, a moment thought, he said, and give him a choice between milk and sugar. In other words, there are boundaries, there are limits, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, and so on. So a person's own life should have it, and then it should be part of what you teach a child. Now, um, the, the how to enforce it is secondary. In a society where nobody hits, hitting a child would be wrong. It, it, these things, it's a context, because in, in, in the days when every kid got a patch, then getting a patch was like healing. It was the norm of life, and that's how things went. And, and a child didn't see more than a severe reprimand. When, when it's rare and a person does it, a child feels abused, rightfully so. So what it means, what a patch means, depends. It, 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 it's its context. And therefore, if, if your discipline is extraordinary, in the way it's the way it's given, both in context and, and in, in content and context, then it's not good because these things do vary. It, you know, the way we live today is not the way we lived fifty years ago, and, and, and the way we lived fifty years ago is not hundred years ago. You you can't you can't take some storybook and impose that on a child. There has to be a sense of what's reasonable, but that that a child should go up with a sense of I can't. And you can reinforce it just with, it, with being straight, 
and 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 not budging and 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 you know saying I can't. If the child sees this is the way of life for the parent, and the child sees it as being not the constant, it's not constant, and it's not out of kilter with everyone else, then it's 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 a necessity because a child who who, who never has boundaries is a very unhappy child, as is an adult. Both of the same. <coughs> what do you mean this video? So you have to so you you need to ask yourself um, what what is what's the problem, what's the issue, how are we resolving it? If if you have a dominant is a challenge because there's a lack of interest, you can discipline it's more easy to give a low sussay and say you can't eat this or that. That you have to do something is hard to do it with a stick. It's it's not so certain things that are more concerned. You have to go to school because everyone goes to school at, at, at nine o'clock. That's easier. You have to dump the kavana. You have to mean is a harder one, and it may not be the issue that you want to tackle. And there are there, there are many reasons why school is difficult. But you can depending on on the age. Rabbi told me about kids from five to to, to twenty and, and so on. You may you may sit down at some point and have a discussion if the child is older and 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 um, an age and say you obviously you must agree with me that still is important you give me a time when you think you know let's say it's been as man or something that 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 is absolutely when you have to get you can't tell me that it's that a human being can sit and sleep for who knows when without without that if, if a child was normal environment he'll be embarrassed and you say how can i help you should i wake you up or, should, or, or do you want some reinforcement if it, once a child gets a certain age where they where they know they should do it, being there with them and sort of coaching them, this is the right thing to do, might be a lot more helpful. But dominating is a real problem, and it's something you want to be wary of getting a child stuck in a place where it just becomes a spiral of of, of endless punishment and so on. You need to speak to someone who understands a child, understands you, and, and get more inside of that. Questions particularly about teenagers with a very challenging years. Yeah. <laughs> what can we do for our teenagers to help them not just survive but also thrive? So I, I I'd like to express a few ideas about it. We said a child is hardwired to do as his parents do. That's true. Then there's a possible and a child is hardwired at the age when he starts becoming an adult to push back. He wants to succeed on his own, and most kids, um, even if they, they're sort of pulling the line doing that, they're full of ideas. They want to be much more from, much less from, much different from. It, it, whatever it is, they're, they're, and their parents, not to be as incompetent as their parents, they want to be so much better than their parents. That's normal. That's, that is pushed into us so that we can leave our home. And our Kenyazi service email is, is, is a stage where a child, what you want to do in that age is first be misfollowed and desperate. That's the only case. But, the, 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 but secondly, and, and the truth is, it, it, I mean, it, it's, it, it's not a appropriate joke. It, it's, the truth is, kids become who they become in that age. 
you want to provide an outside framework, a yeshiva that inspires the child, a school. Yes, they'll come home and say, wow, my teacher said this and this, it's amazing. I've been telling you all your life this. I need to teach, I need a, 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 an 18 year old girl to tell you what I've been telling you for the last 20 years. No, she really is amazing and, 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 and she's got it right. That's the way it is. And, and so, so if you let go of it and expect them to, to, to be their own, to do things, as long as it's not destructive, as long as it's not something that's irreversible, within a certain, that's it, it's, it's a different age of finding mashpiyah. They are very vulnerable mashpah. That's why teenagers are, are the ones who spearhead all sorts of crazy movements. Because they're very vulnerable, Hashbar. And, 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 and they're looking for that. So having the appropriate school, um, Rebbe teacher figure is extremely important. That's the, that's the most important choice to make at that age. And understanding that it's a stage that this is normal and developing that way. When a child matures and they establish their own home, they begin to come back to values they got from their parents. And um, one of my children said, "If they're brachis, I did it many times, but it was very moving. It was a child who was very independent in a good way, but you know." And he said, "Yaakov says, a child's journey of life is to come back home, and that's true." So, but it takes, it's three phases. The first phase, a Tobar Mitzvah, a child is basically, <coughs> wants the approval of the parents, is, is, is so conscious of what parents are about, and, and he imitates it and wants their approval. Then he wants his own person, which includes pushing away from that. <coughs> and then a child settles in, and the, the image of his parents and their home and so on, unless he can't rebel against them, unless there was something that drove him from that or pulled him from that, he will best come back to it. Those are, those are the phases. So in teenage years, <coughs> making sure, I had a brother-in-law, we used to have a deal. I speak to his kids off the record and his kids speak to, you know, and, and he speaks to my kids off the record. Like when they wanted advice outside of their parents, they would find me and my kids would find him. You know, it's fine. You know, it, it, we understood that that's the way it would go. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have approached me with uh, different variants of the same question, some are in the more refined way, the less refined way. But are children nowadays becoming spoiled brats in the liberal way that um, many have been encouraged us to, to deal with them? How do we teach kids to have basic resilience, um, strength of character, despite all the all the warmth and fluffiness that we educate them? So, sort of going back to the first point, discipline is important. Discipline, where I meant, is not the imposing. It's when a person lives with their own boundaries and in a reflected the family setting. Not everything you want, you have. Um, being able, now is, it, it, you know, some of, the, some of the direction is gone is positive. Should we allow bullying of our kids in school? It builds resilience, it also builds brutality. So yes, they're more resilient if they can take bullying, but they're also more mean people. So to go back to that. But on the other hand, in situations where children are involved in some sort of issue, not to rush 
and to and to and to move the world to take your child's place. No one incident does it. And speaking to a child about there are different people in the world, different ways you deal with it. You can talk, even if it's not going to help per se, but let them get a sense that there's a complex world and people are difficult, it's a little different. To, to shield a child totally, where as soon as something goes amiss, you, you lose it and you run and you panic and you call up the teacher, this one and that one, the other one, that's something, if you convey panic, it bears onto the child. Very few situations that are one time or a few times are of that nature. So a person needs to be able to sit down to deal with it much more, with much less panic, much more calmly. And with the child also, and say, you know, we, the world is not paved totally. There are places, there are bumps, there are this. Sometimes it's worth, you know, getting a knock or not. These are things we can educate a child with. But um, in, the, in the big picture, just being more self-disciplined is, it helps a lot that, that children understand there's this limits. Uh, broke the topic of children going off the bed. Is that a real danger that every family needs to worry about? Um, are there common themes that we can identify as to why this phenomenon happens? Now, Tolstoy famously said that all happy families are happy alike and un unhappy families unhappy in its own way. So on the derech, well, everyone traveling on the road is pretty much going on the road and people uh, that are off uh, have different reasons why they're off, you know. But, but I want to talk about our expectation and, and why a little bit of it is, is, is sort of an illusion. I was growing up in a world where people were not so from, and Yechidim became more from, went to yeshivas. The general trend was not. And we thought that if once we get the system right and we have a sort of cradle to grade yeshiva, it'll be just amazing. It'll be Moshe Mashiach with Ganeiden and that's it. We woke up one morning and realized that until Mashiach comes, we're struggling. There is no system that ensures perfection. The Malach, it says that the Sultan is Yitzhak is Gabo Mishadeshalov. There's Chidushim. And, and the best we can do is to try to avoid certain pitfalls. Um, if, if a child, if a person is unhappy where they are, um, really unhappy where they are, they will look out. So a child who goes to a yeshiva and he's disinterested and he's forced to spend more time every day, spend a full day in yeshiva, that at some point he wants to do something else. A child is told, you're an idiot, you're a fool, you're stupid. In, in my days, this was part of vocabulary. Um, problem. There are other issues, um, I don't want to be explicit, but I think everyone will understand, that destroys children. Um, I've been involved a little bit in, 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 the, in the places, the real, real of the derech, as far as girls go, Probably 95%. This, is, this I heard from across the board from everyone involved. It's because there was an issue, um, that uh, 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 an abuse issue. That's the Messias. And boys, it's about half and half. I've spoken to all the people who deal with it. 
So it's something we're beginning to come to grips with it, but it's there. It's, it's, and and if, when there's a serious change, when somebody is fighting on a small issue, they want to eat of stam ice cream outside when you keep hobby snow, that, that's, that's normalized. But when somebody makes a drastic change, that's clearly a sign of something's happened. And you need calmly to look for people that know what they're doing, don't ever try to handle decisions like that yourself. Find people that are ehrlich and competent. And because, and, and unfortunately, it's something we don't want to speak about for Adam, but I can tell you, in you speak to anyone who deals with it, this is this is the situation. And and so, so you're looking to have if a child is in a yeshiva that fits, it fits who he is, it fits his temperament, it fits his his brains. There's a there's a mistake that we make. It goes like this. My child is so so, but I have great shifas. I'm very chashev. Uh, I want him to be very chashev. So if I put him in, in yeshiva, aleph, 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 where all the kids are aleph, 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 this is yeshiva knows what to do because all the kids are aleph, 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 they're the next uh, Reb Chaim Kanievsky's. So if I put him there, he's slated to be Reb Chaim that, that is the worst mistake a person can make. The yeshiva, that yeshiva is aleph, 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 because they take four aleph students. Aleph, 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 they come out aleph, aleph, aleph. That's, that's usually the mitzvah. When you start with X, Someone told me once, I, I love this, 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 this thing. There was, there was one, when I was in the high school, in the high school part of the institution, the boys go to many different shivas, they get a lot of different shivas recruiting for its Israel. So someone asked one of the recruiters of the yeshiva, what's the difference in your yeshiva? And he, and he picked a very, very top name yeshiva. I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know the context of the question. So he said, I'll tell you. Two farmers were once discussing how they make a living. And one farmer said, I take a bale of hay, it grows for $5, I feed it to the cow, I get a gallon of milk, it was $15, the $10 difference is my profit. What do you do? So I feed my cows milk, and I sell the milk. So, so where's the profit? He said, ha, it goes in Chol and it comes up Chol <laughs> So he said, this person takes Chol and turns Chol So he puts on a different hat on the kid. I take hay and I make milk out of it. That's the way he described it. He was somebody who actually worked with more different kids. But putting a kid in an environment where he's looked down upon, where he is he is at the bottom of the class, where, where, where the school is not geared for them, you're not doing him a favor. He's not going to become a Mitsuyan. He, he will possibly bottom out and, and, and move on. Finding a school it has nothing to do, if you want them to be very much liach, then find the school's records. <coughs> I want to say over a, a Maisa Rav that I myself saw, and you see what other God is in what one word. When it was the first or second year I was in Yeshiva, this was 27 years ago. Um, the boys went in the midwinter break, which is actually this time of the year, to look at Yeshiva's necessary. I was there also at the same time, and I told them, Give me a day, I'll take you around to places I know, to people I know. I took it to Rabbi Yashin. So the Rabbi Yashin's Gabe said, these are full boys in America, they're looking to come to Israel to learn next year. They want a bracha from the Rav, they should get into the best yeshivas. He looked and he said, Be'ezus Hashem, you should get into the most suitable yeshivas. Passing there. He said, there's a, there's a, I'm in the best yeshivas, there's all of them in the best yeshivas, 
And I just said, there's an onim in the past in the Yishinas. And I can tell you, it's not just this kind. They went to four different places, very different places. All four of them are extraordinarily, extraordinary. But finding the place that's right is a guarantee, is, is the one big hope for that. Two, um, you're, uh, the, the, if a child is constantly unhappy, if, if there's no way you can really feel that you respect him, that you, that you can look at what he is and what he's good, instead of looking at what he's struggling with, it will also push him away because nobody wants to be in a world that he is looked down upon, despised, not wanted, and that so on. Um, and those are two things, two of the things that are most helpful um, in, in ensuring. And filler and all these things, but, I'm, but, but as far as what we can do is understand Different kids develop differently in Ruchnias and finding the right address and understanding understanding every child as a good inner core with an outer layer that's a goof and everything else struggling and being able to find those points where you can admire the child honestly um, is, is, is key to making sure that they want to stay under, under their well, we heard about a lot in our base Medrash, and Roshiva's uh, safer than her for life, is that when people are working for the right reasons, maybe taking a <coughs> prestigious, well-paying job allows them to have more time for learning, and they can even eat for the right of honor, rest for the right of honor, that's a little <coughs> killer, and not a <coughs> However, in the school system, should we be teaching our kids to, to go into this kind of life, um, or should we say no? You should be aiming to be shaded labeling. So I, I think a, a thing that I mentioned in the book, and that I think is a fundamental truth, is this idea of shaded labeling. Other shvatim is true in the big picture. It's true in every person's life as well. We need to have a shaded labeled proof in our life, and and at that time, the emphasis should be on the now. I'm learning, I'm steiging, is the be all and so on. Anything you want, that lights the fire inside. And any type of long term, like, okay, I've got to learn for two years, it's counterproductive because that time needs to be totally immersed, totally involved. When life moves on and, and an appropriate junction has come, then a person needs to sit down and make kind of with Rebbe, a mentor, what's my next step? What direction? But, but it, the, the, the years that are where, where you have all that youthful energy, all of that teenage aspiration. I once heard a recording of the Belzerel, right? It was a Belzer hospital, a sick child who came and stayed with us, and he, he shared a recording. He's, he spoke, I think, for Bachem or something. He said, you know, Bachem have weird fantasies. He said, a Bachem comes to me and says, He's struggling if he should model himself after Chazanish or after Varel Rokeach. That was the bells of Rav. He was a Kaddish. All he was just a, 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 a exclusion. Everything was. So he said, I, "I felt like bursting out laughing." But that's me, Bachema, and and I and I, you know, I, I looked looked at it very seriously. We talked. Fine, but but a child needs that kufa, and therefore there's a reason why yeshivas are. Why yeshiva is a learning only bubble of, of Achashalti. 
the question now is, when should I leave? Where should I go further? Those are decisions that as life moves on, um, that's where the place to make decisions. But the chinuch of yeshiva is a reason why why it has that fire, and and that's vital. Every person should. That's be a time when I sat and there was nothing in the world but learning. And yeah, how how yeshivas are trying to uh, inculcate children to have that fire. But as parents, we trying to encourage our kids to be massive coming to chomim gedolim, or we trying to encourage our kids to be behold the rochet of the eil. The 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 right thing to encourage child is to do what he's supposed to do. What does a kaddish baruch hu want from me? And at this stage in life, no cheshbonis. Baruch Hashem, we can afford it. It's it's you know that. At the right time. If you feel a child needs to move on, circumstances, but whatever happens, then it's a time to have a conversation. The child knows who you are. He understands your your Weltanschauung. But what you want to emphasize in the years that he's learning is yes, this is the, 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 you know, this is something that should be total. And and it doesn't make a difference. Whatever will happen in two, three years, or five years or ten years, will happen in two, three years, five years, ten years. It's not <coughs> planning now is already somehow taking away from it. And that's why yeshivas resisted rightfully any type of plan of, of yes, so and so forth. It should come as an outside, okay, at this point, you need to think about it. Very specific question. How big a deal is it for kids to watch a non-Jewish movie? It's, it depends a lot on the context. Um, no... No one Avera ever did it. No one thing is ever an Avera. You know, I, it, it, when, when, when you're talking about Hashpas and Chinach and so on, you're talking about a Ruach. Non-Jewish movie means that I'm sort of immersed in a culture of someone else. Is it positive? Not quite. <laughs> is it going to destroy the child? Not quite. I mean, again, we're assuming the content is kosher, but it's but it's something that's uh, you know. I, I think back, you know, when we were young. So my home was more from. I had some friends that were yeshivish. So the, the only thing that was muttered to watch was westerns. They didn't have any women in those days in the westerns, and and. But I think back about it. You watch people who, whose whose idea of life was sitting, drinking, and fighting each other. That's basically the theme. The basic theme is you sit, you drink, someone insults you. You, you hit him, you stand up for your, for your covet, he ends up dead, you end up dead, and the movie's over. That, that was basically, the, the, is, that, is, that the, is that the world view that I, that, 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 that I, I, I think is good? But on the other hand, it, it's, 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 important, it's important to recognize the difference between you know, this, this, or this, or a general trend. Is, is, is it Shakua in it? Is it something that's part of his life? Or occasionally, everyone, you know, everyone in, 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 his, in his childhood, teenhood, saw something, did something, fine. When it becomes Yahar Valyavar and it's a problem. You want to pick up on what's happening. So, of course, anything outside is drawing a person a different culture. But how much? And, and the child will grow up to be in a different culture. So, how much? And how much is it becoming part of him? How much is it obsessed by it? Those are all really the issue. Is it? Uh, I, I would, I would, I would take something else. I would take something like sports, following sports. So, um, playing sports is healthy and it's good. 
following sports or playing sports in a very <coughs> organized manner, is it is there a particular issue on watching a particular game? That's one question. Is submerging it? It's a world of dimya. It's a meaningless world of meaningless things, and you're putting your emotional energy into it. That my team <coughs> won is the most important thing and accelerating thing. When the whole game is nonsense, is 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 putting yourself in the world of dimya. So we certainly want to discourage it. How harshly? Depends. Depends. Does the child have something else? Let the child understand why there's a difference in occasion watching game, to becoming obsessed with it, and and this becomes your whole life. Part of the educational process is to learn to distinguish between details and and trends, and and I think more important is the, is the general trends. Um, from time to time, some very uncomfortable sordid scandals. What is the way that uh, parents approach this topic? So, I'll tell you again. The age obviously depends on the difference. We've had, you know, <coughs> over the years I've been in yeshiva, <coughs> so uh, there's been, I think, I can think back of two parishes that that exploded, and, and, and the kids knew about it, spoke about it, etc. And I spoke for the high school boys, and. My approach was, I, I, I said over the rapture of Pasha Slater, Kalaroya Kula And I said the following. Every single human being has Yitzhahara. No one starts out that they want to do something wrong. But Yitzhahara is a slippery slope. And if we are, if we witness and we see something terrible happen, we should assume the person wasn't any different than us, but he didn't have red lines. He didn't have appropriate shmirs. We need, what, that person's issues are between him and Kajit not relevant to us, but we need to take a lesson from it. What, what, what red lines do we put between ourselves and, and, and going off at the rally? None of these people who, who, who went off, you know, who, who did something terrible, started out intending to do something terrible. So <coughs> it, it, that's what turns out. Arose of the Kukula, the lesson you should learn is not how, quote unquote, terrible that sota is. It's what am I doing not to become the next sota? That's the lesson. I, I think a, 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 a teenage boy can understand it. And I think it is the real lesson that we need to learn from it. Should we broach it with our children? Or should if it's, if it's something, well, okay, the, it depends if the, is, is the school willing to broach it. I don't know, you know, different schools, different policies. But as parents, our, even our conversation at home should be that it's a terrible thing. The person and his motives and how he got into there, that's between him and the Kurdish Baruch But, you know, we need to sit back and reflect. That's what it says. There are many Purushim. Why, if it's Tafka, Rose of the Kukula? And one Purushim is there's Ashkacha, that a Kurdish Baruch that Shkacha exposes us to certain things that we need to mend. That's why we were particularly exposed to it. And we have to try to do something to, to, to make sure we don't get there. Uh, by the way, I, I also I want to add a point about when we speak about how terrible so-and-so did something, it sounds, besides the fact that we always enjoy speaking about how terrible something is, even if we feign disapproval and terrible, 
But there's another piece that creeps in, and that is, I'm not so bad. So if somebody swindled a million dollars, $100,000 is not so bad anymore. The, the, the mark, the bar is much higher. If somebody did something like that, it doesn't, unless we consciously um, interpret what we need to learn from it, 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 it makes it schwacher. And that's why we hear it once, twice, three times in. That's okay. That's normal. It becomes the normal. That that's part of the danger of it. So, so when we talk a lot about it, it creates an atmosphere that okay, this exists, and it's just a question of how much. There's a clash between um, the school's perspective on what our child did and the child's perspective. Whose side should we be on? Um, so first of all, like most things, we need to start getting a longer perspective. If something becomes a pattern, then we need to ask ourselves, is there a problem with school? Is there a problem with the child? We, we need to be able to, it's, it, it, it's a tough one because we're very much involved with the child in both directions. You know, we, we're very sensitive to the criticism and we, we like to cover up. Two, the schools also sometimes, um, you know, a particular child gets pushes the wrong buttons and 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 the male he draws a lot more wrath than he should. The attitude of the child in in the big picture, if it's not going well, is listen, it just seems you're not compatible with the school. If you want to change schools, it's not the school is a bad school, petal school. The way you're seeing things, the way they're seeing things, it's just not it's not compatible. On a one particular incident, you should say whether you actually did it or not. The fact that it looked like you did it, the fact that you need to, the fact that it's perceived like that. So you need to go through what you need to do with that. And somehow to give the child a little wiggle room, but have them do the right things. And it's true in life also. And sometimes when we have a disagreement with somebody, you may have to reconcile it by, by giving a little more ground than you think is right. But this person felt very slighted, even though I have 101 reasons why what I did was right. I need to apologize and make amends. That, that's part of what a child, you don't know what happened. And the truth is probably somewhere in between. So, so you need to, the child needs to feel that you're confident that he's not lying outright to you. But, um, but you know, the, the, the same incident, you, what you said you may not have thought of as chutzpahdik, but it sounded very chutzpahdik. And therefore, what's important is how it was perceived by the other. If I tell somebody a comment, and I didn't mean it demeaningly, but the person is hurt, then I need to make amends, even if it was beshogik. So that's a type of pathway where you're not, you're not telling the child you don't believe them, or, or you think they're terrible, but it also instructs them to do the right thing. A skiing trip. Is that a healthy outlet for a child, or is it spoiling them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, as Chatoyim Maska, yeah, I never went skiing. So I don't know, I can't tell you. I, I would say it, it depends a lot, A, on what is the norm in the, in the community you are. And if you're not happy, if you think skiing trips are not a good thing, and, you, and you're in a community where 85% of people are skiing, you should move to the community. It's, it's serious. It's, it's, you can't be in one place. A child is very sensitive. 
So there are different norms. There are some places where skiing is a mitzvah, there are some places where it's rishos, and some places it's an avera. You have to make your choices. I, I told somebody once, this person was somebody with a, a very wealthy young man, and he wanted to live in the more poor area because that was a young life he identified with. I told him that's wonderful, but you have to live the lifestyle they live. You can't take the car that you have from you know, your and, and live smack in the middle of, of, of them. It's a choice, but, but you have to go along with it. So a lot of it depends what's accepted, what's normal, is the society or not. So I, I, I you know, it's it's something that I, I can't I can't just put a judgment on. It's not the I mean by by us the kids go, you know, there's there's one one afternoon in the winter when the yeshiva takes everyone for two hours skiing. I don't see anything wrong with that. I assume what you're talking about something else. <laughs> I assume it, it gets better than what I was describing. <laughs> so, you know, so it, it, if it's something that is the norm, they have to make a decision about is this the, is this the school society only part of it? If the parent gets uh, angry to the child because of their behavior, appropriate to the child, should they, and if they should, how should they apologize? And getting upset or angry per se, I don't think. Um, apologizing. It's complex. A parent can do things that are wrong. We're we're far from perfect. When when we get into the mood of apologizing for something, there's a problem with that. And then it becomes everything. If if you erred in a way that a human being errs, you need to apologize. You're the parent, and what you saw was improper, and you reprimanded the child. You yelled too much or too much. What you can do and what you should do at some point is explain why this is something that to you was very irrational. It may be that veil wasn't so big, but it indicated something to you. And you and you can talk to a child again, depends the age and so on, explain the context of the action. Why this was the type of thing, why checking his younger brother, younger sister, you you react so strongly. And you can speak, you know. Rachmin, bullying is a terrible thing. It just right when when things have calmed down, and and you can explain. So at least you give a context and a meaning to it. That I think it should be done. But apologies is is is, is an, I don't think it's right. We have some time for uh, some more questions. Just to request again. <laughs> so <given> the general. <coughs> I've seen in colleagues and in students that there's a certain point where somebody begins to develop a tom or like a taiva and ruchis. They, they begin to really love and appreciate things like fila and things like singing. Um, is there a way, like a specific way, that we can try to be mechanic our kids to have that tom? That to me seems like a very, very big difference between somebody who, you know, they like learning, it's a nice intellectual exercise, versus they really feel like they want to be an Eben Hashem, they want to fulfill the mitzvahs of ordering. So, let's, again, let's give a bit of a context. A person consists of Ramachivar physically and in Ruchnis. Is it preferable to have? 
no lungs or no kidneys. The answer makes no difference. You're dead in either case. Seichel, Regish, Maisim are all part of a Tzuras Adam. And therefore, one is, it, 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 people who live only on Regish without understanding and, and delving into it are as crippled as the people who live only with Seichel and no Regish and or who lived with both and no Maisim. So the phrasing of it as as either or is is, is I, I disagree with that phrasing. It is true a yeshiva is an environment, certainly a school, where it's built and geared to give over the intellectual side of it. Which means we do not have enough appropriate forums for giving over regish. There are some select yeshivas. Someone explained to me once, um, his, his parents were survivors. They sent them to literature yeshiva in those days. Somebody's my age, a big literature yeshiva, hush yeshiva. There was no Lava Malka. And they, the boys came to that hollow complaining about Lava Malka. So they said, okay, if you learn an hour and a half, you'll get served in Lava Malka. So the system of Malka was like a kind of reward and punishment. It wasn't anything of its own. Like, and he did, he, he disliked it intensely. His parents were more Hamish people. He sent his son to a yeshiva that straddles the Hasidic world, the Hasidic world. And he says, my son learns all week, stark, Matzah Shabbos, the Bochum have a Seder. And then the Malka, the Rebbe comes, and it's inspiring, and, 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 and they, um, they sing together, and the Rebbe speaks to his and so on. That's what I want. We need to find ways of doing that. Musa used to be emotionally inspiring. It's, today it's become a lot more a way of getting kids to do what, what's right, but not providing that. We have to come up with ways in which to have those gatherings where you, where people, where you, where you speak regish, that you sing something that has in itself <laughs> that flavor. I, I mentioned a few times that in our yeshiva, Matsu and Kippa, we break the fast. There's a seder for an hour and a half, and then there's a suda, and it, and the suda carries off. It's, we, we we say it's yom kippur with the suda, the singing. We sing yom kippur going to talk about things. It, it's 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 a very it, 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 most people look up to it as being look forward as being the most inspiring moments of the year. And to me, what's meaningful about it is they they see it's like it's it's like there's a kippur with fasting and kippur with eating. But, but it, it has this seriousness and regish and, and, and trying to find, we struggle to find things like that, which I have Mava Malkus often again, where the setting is kind of sitting around and singing and you know, there's a different flavor of speaking. Yes, a lot can be done to, 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 to improve that fascinating but, but it's no way this, not that. It, it, it has to be this and that. One of the greatest changes in, in Chinuch over the last couple of generations has been the lack of Derech Eretz and the increase in Chutzpah. Can the Rosh Hashiva give some guidelines as to how that should be handled, Bisman Azeh? How, how old are you, may I ask? How old am I? Yeah. So, so let me tell you some stories. <laughs> in the year 1890, the Bochum and Slavot Yeshiva rebelled and they got up in the middle of Seder and said the nastiest things to the Rebbe Mashkihum, they stormed out and became um, socialists. 
and revisionists. There was there was tons. It, 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 when we talk about these things, like there never was. This is the greatest most. I, I sometimes <coughs> wonder about the the, the, the the short memories, and it, 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 it's true that society as a whole has dropped a lot of its nimusin, and it's not good. But um, you know, when we when we when we were in school. <coughs> Part of our education was manners. I think in England it's it was much even much more, and manners meant social mores that sort of convey that. Was that true? Their heritage and true respect. You know, as English people know, can be quite cynical. It, you, you you can sort of pretend to go through emotions and laugh. So it, it, it's something that a society as a whole is true. There's less. On the other hand. Um, there, there are some certain mindless in the way people interact with each other. So there is there is what to teach about how to go about being straight and so on. But the question is, it, it's it's going to be somewhere in line with society as a whole. So I, I, you know, you, you're not going to turn the wheel back. We can encourage kids what should be said, who you should speak to, and so on. Yes, it should be spoken about. But I, I don't think. The, the, in terms of the of the marais, in terms of the mannerisms, hard to see it's going to go back. But yes, we can. I, I, let me tell you some things: the exaggerated mannerisms of addressing people this way or that way. But something that where I live would never happen. <coughs> that somebody is speaking in front and people are talking in the back is unthinkable. That people would walk in the middle, things of that nature. You know, on the other hand, things are done on time. So you you, you know. It, but the, the, the idea—it's—it's it's, you know I've by now I found it quite astonishing that you know you go to some place and have people and somebody's up front speaking and people will carry conversations all over. It, it, those are things that we should talk about. Those are things that are well rooted in halacha, and, and we need to express it. So so the, the type of their heritage that's rooted in halacha, we should talk about it. It's a mixed bag. The, some incentives are positive. In other words, in the, in the big chinuch picture, occasionally giving an incentive for something that's either especially difficult for a child or extraordinary for an accomplishment, they may sit and do this or that, finish a sector, that's good. But once it crosses the boundary of what, every time you sit down by Gemara, you, you expect, uh, you know, PayPal or whatever, something, uh, uh, a charge, uh, uh, money coming in, that's bad. So you have to mix it. You have to give some rewards, those are positive, they, they tend to be able to jumpstart things, but then it has to carry on in a way that they recognize obligation. Yes, and the whole thing was, it kilo, Malka has no value. The problem is not that, the problem is, Instead of Mavamalka being an uplifting moment, it's 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 like it's 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 a it's a do, it's a donut for having done seder. You know, it, 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 the problem with that attitude was that it reduced Mavamalka to being a physical reward instead of being an uplifting moment. That, that's the way the person expressed. Sometimes when children are growing up, um, the way they progress in school or in their class or shit, 
that they feel that theirs is the best, their Rebbe is the best, and their school's the best. Sometimes is that purely positive, and other times that's also dismissive. Because our school is a way of doing things, and others is not. There's a kind of a safety net. And as parents, do we open that up and try and bechanech them and say, look, actually, should other things are also good? Or just leave it, they'll grow out of it one day, because if you kind of take that apart, sometimes they'll go in their derech a little bit less. I'll just sh- share a funny story. I, I don't know, funny because it's one of my children once came over. He's a third grader. It was that's a show. And he told me, I'm so fortunate. I have the best third grade Rebbe in Shalayim. I said, yes, that's amazing. How do you know? He said, he told us. <laughs> <laughs> and he, 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 he um, you know, who am I to disagree? <laughs> um, again, that's what children are. And... You're not going to, you don't have to argue these things with a child. That's the way children are and they're very happy, very proud. But in your own conversation at home, when you point out positive experiences you have with people, and I'll tell you, you were in a Stiebel, and the warmth and the intensity of Dabin was incredible. You met this Yid who's, you know, whatever is different, you're different yeshiva. And you know, they have something like this. He starts picking up that the right way of looking at things is to see that there's much good in the world. So you don't have to argue with the child. Um, and the child wants to feel proud, wants to feel it's great, it's fine, that's that's normal. <coughs> but your chinuch is, your, com- your conversation is that you, you talk about things that are very special in other places. And that's that's very rewarding. I told the Shabbos, my father's Heinebrach was a Litvak, a real Litvak, he learned about Yeshiva, grew up in Litva. He had, after the war, in Libby camps, he had met Echsidim, and he would take us occasionally to Satmatish or Kloisenberger Tish on Friday nights. And he didn't identify you know, there were things about the, their, their helter skelter, the Isader that sort of left him bewildered. But the warmth, the intensity, the fire, and it was part of our chinuch. It wasn't that he had a habit being a chassid, but, but see what there is over here. See the beauty, see the warmth, see the, 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 the Erlachite, and learn from it. Yeah. Um, the there was a general theme that your kids will follow what you do. There's sometimes though where it is appropriate for adults to do something when it's not appropriate for a child. What's the best way to communicate that to them so they can understand it and accept it? So, okay, it depends on, the, for instance, you drive a car and you're not going to let your 12 year old drive. And I think you can explain that reasonably well. Certain things, let's, let's give an example. Um, if you feel that drinking whiskey is appropriate, but for your child not, you can explain that a child does not handle it well, and when you're being an adult, you can, you'll, you'll be able to handle it the way I do, but as a child, you can't. And, and, and if it's a genuine reason, but if you, tell a, if, if, if you tell a child, well, I don't got a daddy to tell me not to do it, that's why I can do it, but you're not so fortunate. <laughs> then, then you're gonna have a problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> two more questions. Yeah. Um, there's some my personal sense is, it is tricky. I do think children need conversations in a very 
mature positive way. Um, I I think a mentor slash rebbe type of person. A parent is difficult because of your own private life, and and I don't know. I I, I find I hesitate at that. Finding an appropriate person and yeshivas should have it. Um, someone who will speak speak in a classroom is a problem. <coughs> when you have a, a classroom of twenty children and some are a bit more mature, some less mature, some are silly, some are, are this, it's not a good, but having groups where you can talk with a group and explain um, things that important them to know in a, in a positive way, in a, in a matter of fact way, and encourage, you know, and they ever want to ask something, they have who to speak to, I think that's, I, I would think that's the best way to go. I know today people encourage parents, I, I just feel that sometimes it's very hard to, to then, then you're sort of putting your private life into it. And then it's problematic. Uh, if, a, if a parent has a very limited time to spend with their children, particularly a breadwinner, um, so in that short time that one has with one's children, what should the priority be? What, what should the focus of that time be on? So I'll tell you something I once read that I was, it really made an impression on me. Somebody wrote, um, he went on a trip there to saw his family. And they um, discussed afterwards, when they, when they finished the trip, I think it must have been like the first trip the family went, he asked everyone, what was their most, the favorite place that saw they went to? And each child had a different answer. And he was shocked, like you expect, you know, uh, most kids would say this, some kids would say that. And he was trying to think, and then he realized there was a common denominator. He had, he had taken each kid individually to a place, and every kid said that place. Doing something that you both together enjoy, just being together, taking a walk together, and talking about things, or whatever it is is, 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 is what you should do. Learning is nice, some parents it's 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 an issue. So you learn a little bit via it, but then get somebody to learn with the kid who's who can do it more patiently than you can, better you can. But spending the time one on one, engaged, your phone is off. It, it, you know, your child feels that you and 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 him are the only important beings in this world. You're not taking calls. You're not answering things. You're not distracted. You're spending time together. It, it doesn't make a difference even how much, obviously, the better, more, the better at, at, up to a certain point. But Kavur and a child have those feelings, that is, I believe, the most important thing. And, and like we said, these are all, I, I, I really am lacking context even for the country and the people and in this society. Every single parent, every single person here is his own world, his own person. These are ideas, these are these are thoughts, these are part of my experience. And and everyone needs to be able to make a picture and understand, you know, and, and to be able to fit itself. And hopefully this there's, there's, there's a toilet in some of the points we make. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Yeah.